Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, President of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. With me on the phone is Pastor Al Davis, who is a board member of the Ohio Christian Alliance. And both of us are heading to Columbus tomorrow to present framed copies of the Ten Commandments for some of the legislators to be hanging in their office. This is a tradition that we've had over the last 20 years. It's hard to believe it's been 20 years since we first started with our first presentation of the Ten Commandments to members of the Ohio General Assembly for hanging in their office. This started back in 2003. And we have presented over 240 members of the Ohio General Assembly with framed copies of the Ten Commandments for hanging their office. And this just isn't any frame, by the way. It's a beautifully framed calligraphy copy of the Ten Commandments, specially commissioned, actually, by our good friend Charlie Wysong down there in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and the American Rights Coalition uh, group that he started about putting the Ten Commandments uh, in the public square uh, some years ago, and in every home. Uh, as many of us can have the Ten Commandments in our home. Uh, from the book of Genesis chapter, um, excuse me, Je- the book of Exodus chapter 20 and Deuteronomy chapter 5, the Ten Commandments and uh, of God. And of course, that which they have taken out of the public schools years ago. And then, of course, the ACLU and other atheist groups filed lawsuits against the public display of the Ten Commandments on uh, statehouse grounds and on courthouse squares and in public schools uh, over the years. And we're fighting back now to have the public expression of faith back in the public square. And I had an aide that worked with me at the time, and he said, you know, why don't you just offer any legislator that would like a framed copy for the Ten Commandments for hanging their office and then I met Charlie Wysong at the same time, and I saw the beautiful frame, frame copy that he was presenting, and we started ordering them from Charlie's group. And uh, we put out our first um, uh, invite to actually uh, all uh, uh, members of the Ohio State House, both Ohio House and Ohio Senate. And I think that first year, we presented something like 70 members. It was members of the uh, Ohio House and the Ohio Senate. Uh, both Democrat and Republican accepted our uh, invitation. That we de- then started extending an invitation to uh, members of the uh, uh, statewide offices: Attorney General, the Governor, Secretary of State, Treasurer, Auditor, and uh, the Governor's office himself. So we have presented several governors. We've presented, of course, uh, numerous uh, statewide office holders over the years. So tomorrow we will be going to the State House and a handful of legislators we are presenting tomorrow. But with that, we are going to focus on the State House at this time. And those of you that have been listening to the program know that, uh, listen, it's all hands on deck right now on the life issue in Ohio. Last June, after many years of fighting in the pro-life cause, we all rejoiced and congratulated each other, and some of us wept, for joy over the overturning of Roe v. Wade last June, Uh, I think it was June 24th, actually, when the House, excuse me, the U.S. Supreme Court came down with a decision of overturning 
Roe v. Wade uh, over nearly five decades, just short of 50 years that Roe v. Wade was decided and legalized abortion on demand throughout the country. But it sent, uh, that was with the Dobbs decision, but it sent abortion question back to the states. It didn't legal, it didn't uh, make abortion illegal. What it did was it says the states should decide. So many of the states that had pro-life laws, like Ohio, we have a heartbeat law. That means when a heartbeat is detected, abortion cannot take place. When a sonogram is applied and a heartbeat is detected, the abortion cannot take place. We passed that a few years ago. Uh, State Attorney General Dave Yost filed to have the injunction lifted, and just in a few days after, may have even been the next day, after the Dobbs decision, the pro-life heartbeat law went into effect for about four months. And in those four months, it was saving babies' lives here in the state of Ohio. Uh, Women were keeping their children rather than aborting them. And so it was working, and good things were happening, and crisis pregnancy centers uh, pregnancy center, service centers were ramping up their uh, efforts to help and aid women who were keeping their children instead of aborting them. Well, out of Cincinnati, Ohio, abortion radical interests filed suit against the heartbeat law. It then got appealed to the state Supreme Court is where it's at currently. State Attorney General Dave Yost waited until Maureen O'Connor, who really was a traitor on the bench in Ohio, And she moved to the radical left. She ran as a conservative originally, as a Republican, but then she became more leftist and liberal and radical. And so he had to wait till she was termed out in January 1, when the Kennedy court came to uh, the seat in the state Supreme Court. And then uh, he appealed the heartbeat case, and it's there currently. You can go to our website at ohioca.org or just search Ohio Christian Alliance. Right at the top, you'll see the icon that says, when it comes to limiting abortion in Ohio and defending the pro-life cause, all eyes are on the Ohio Supreme Court. Abortion ballot language challenge appeal on Ohio's heartbeat law. And if you click below that, you'll see Ohio's heartbeat law, state Supreme Court. And as I come to you at this hour, checking the docket, um, there's no new activity. That case is still working its way through the state Supreme Court. You'll also see a state Supreme Court case there on the mandamus action on the uh, ballot language challenge to the Ohio Ballot Board, which a few weeks ago made a determination that the radical abortion ballot language that the radical left wants to put on the November ballot is single subject. It is not. And we had the attorney on this program. If you're a regular listener to News and Focus, you heard Kurt Hartman from Cincinnati, Ohio, a very fine attorney, who filed suit on behalf of some folks in Cincinnati and for Cincinnati Right to Life to challenge the ballot board's decision, saying that the ballot uh, language of the abortion, radical abortion uh, language, was single subject. It is not. It is multi-subject. And so we'll see what the court does. With us on the phone is uh, Pastor Al Davis. Pastor, your thoughts on this as we start this program to talk about what's happening in Columbus. Well, Chris, as you said, it is all hands on deck. It is a battle. And I'm reminded of what Joab said when when Israel was about to be overrun by the Syrians and the Ammonites. He said, be of good courage and let us play the men for our people and for the cities of our God, and the Lord do that which seemeth him good. 
And I think we're kind of in that situation. We need to step up. And as Paul said in Ephesians, we need to stand. We need to take a stand uh, because it is all hands on deck. Uh, It is a battle for the lives of unborn children here in our state. Well, that's right, Pastor. And, you know, we are in a fight. And I I admit and I confess to our listeners and to you, I I get discouraged at times uh, dealing in the affairs of men, trying to uh, bring the goodness of uh, the things of God into the public square so that we might live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, as the Scriptures declare. And we pray that uh, we would have the best form of government, you know, the legacy of our American Republic that was given to us by some very fine individuals back there in the American Revolution, and then, of course, the framing of our Constitution and the Declaration of Independence gave us the framework of an American Republic is where people come from all around the world to seek the liberties and the freedoms that we have in an American form of representative form of government. Not a simple democracy, of which unwittingly people uh, say that we are a democracy. We are not a simple democracy. The, the founder said that the simple democracy was the devil's own tool. It's a way of 51% of the people tomorrow say that you ought to be hung at, at noon. Well, you're hung. But a representative form of mm-hmm. government says, no, you're innocent till proven guilty, and then you have the right of due process. And uh, the gover- in fact, the government has to prove your guilt before judgment can be issued. That's unlike any other form of government throughout the world. And we need to hold to those principles. And I know that some are listening and say, boy, we have an unfair and an unjust justice system currently in a two-level justice system. Some people skate the the uh, reach of law when others are prosecuted by the law. We saw that recently in the unprecedented uh, indictment of former President Donald J. Trump in New York City by a very politically activated uh, district attorney in the the, uh, New York City. And yes, folks, we are in difficult times, but it's not a time for us to give up hope nor to give up the republic of which we stand for and which we embrace these foundational tools of the Ohio Christian Alliance. We teach those things of the principles of the free representative form of government, our constitutional form of government. Uh, we've worked for years to get the founding of American documents curriculum into the public schools. It is there in all 88 county school districts. Uh, it is mandated 8th through the 12th grade with an end-of-course exam that strengthens American government and American history, and their textbooks are the founding documents themselves, namely the Declaration of Independence, the U.S. Constitution, the Federalist and Anti-Federalist Papers, the Ohio Constitution, the Northwest Ordinance, to be taught in the Ohio uh, schools, again, from the 8th through the 12th grade with an end-of-course exam, so they have an understanding of who we are as an American republic. Well, we we keep that light shining here, but in Columbus, uh, it's only as good as the people elected and of the character of those people. So again, John Adams said, our Constitution is made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate for the governance of any other. Uh, And so, Pastor Al, when we think about those who we elect to public office, of course, it's not a perfect science and people make mistakes. But when we, they're represent, they're, the people that they're representing, point out to them and say, hey, we would like you to do this, and here's the reasons why, we expect those same legislators to hear the voice of the people. Your thoughts? 
Oh, absolutely, because they are exactly what you said. They're representatives, uh, whether they're in the House, you know, as a representative with the title, or in the Senate with the title senator. They're still representatives, because as you pointed out, we live in a constitutional republic, and uh, both on the federal level and on the state level. So uh, the elected officials are supposed to be responsible and and uh, respond to the the uh, concerns of we the people. And uh, when we're looking at what's happening in our state and in our country, uh, certainly there are a lot of things to be concerned about. And uh, the uh, abortion issue and uh, the uh, safety of unborn children in the future is certainly one of those big issues that that uh, that we are trying to implore our employ our I'm sorry implore our representative officials uh, to do what they can to fulfill their constitutional obligation to protect the life of all Ohioans, uh, whether born or unborn. Well, that's exactly right, and we're to pray for these officials, uh, and as Paul said, uh, to uh, pray for all those in authority, and we are praying for them, and we're interceding for them to do the right thing. But at other times, when they don't do the right thing, we hold them accountable, and God will hold us accountable if we don't speak up, and we need to speak, uh, especially when we see that which is unjust moving in the land. Well, when people are deceptive in Columbus, it creates a problem. And when basically they're playing politics and they're uh, doing things for self-interest and self-motive uh, or, you know, for those types of reasons, that creates a problem and it becomes a uh, government that uh, is what people think of, of politics. It's dirty and that it's you know, it's corrupt and that people are just angling for their own interests, those kinds of things, and graft and corruption. Well, we're here to be salt and light. We're here to shine a light on that, speak up at times when we see it, and also to help and encourage good policy and good government. Well, that brings us to HJR 1, which is a House Joint Resolution Number 1. It will uh, It's a proposal that will increase the uh, constitutional amendment passage to 60%, and this is to safeguard our Constitution. And the Ohio Constitution is under assault right now, uh, and it's been Constitution for hire. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, since 1912, uh, progressives came into the state in about 26 states across the country and and moved for this const, uh, what is called a constitutional amendment profit process or referendum petition process in the states. Well, uh, it's fine to pass a law, but then to make it part of your state constitution, that's another matter entirely. The constitution is really supposed to be a foundation that's not easily altered, like the federal constitution. It takes two-thirds to amend the U.S. constitution. And so it has to be with an overwhelming consent of the people to amend the constitution. It's not to be easily amended. Our state constitution currently can be amended at a mere 51%. And so um, at the people of Ohio need to be told with these ballot issues what exactly is being proposed because it will put it in the constitution, not just passing a law in statute, but rather amending the constitution. Well, what is the radical abortion interests wanting to do right now? They're wanting to codify into the state constitution, enshrined, as they say, enshrined in the, in the Ohio Constitution, abortion under the ninth month of pregnancy. 
Now, Ohio has been a pro-life state. We, uh, two, 25 years ago, we banned partial birth abortion. A number of years ago, we uh, passed a law to ban abortion at 20 weeks of pregnancy. Then the heartbeat law at about six to eight weeks of pregnancy. Uh, We also have a parental notification where there were school officials and uh, Planned Parenthood taking minors to get abortion without the parents knowing about it, a major surgery. You can't even get your ears pierced, Pastor Al, as a 13-year-old, and yet these people were uh, counseling young uh, minor girls for abortion without their parents knowing about it. We would, and that's not the law in Ohio currently because we have a parental notification law. Uh, but this ballot measure, the way it's proposed, would do away with all of that. It's a terrible abortion proposal. They're cir- circulating for signatures right now. It is estimated they probably have between fifty and 60,000 signatures that they've gathered thus far, and they need 413,000 to get on the ballot in November by July 5th. Well, We've got to beat them to this by passing a resolution and getting it on the August ballot. We've already missed the May ballot primary. Well, that, would, that needed to pass by February 1st. This current General Assembly missed that deadline. Now the next deadline is by May 5th. If they do not pass this 60% threshold and put it on the ballot for a special August election, then the abortion ballot measure in November will be a simple up or down vote of 50%. And right now, there is a discharge petition to take the resolution, which is the legislation, out of committee directly to the House floor. It's called HJR1. Call your representative right now and urge them to sign the discharge petition on HJR1 that will raise the... um, a constitutional amendment requirement to 60% to safeguard our state constitution. And all I've got to tell you, time is of the essence. We're running out of time. Uh, this is uh, early, you know, this is April 18th this week. And, uh, you know, we're looking at May 5th. And so time is running out. And the concern is there that this speaker that, that was elected with only 22 Republicans and 32 Democrats He's not beholden to the conservative base of his party. He already has worked with the Democrats to make sure that this hasn't happened for the May ballot. The real concern is here, Pastor Al, he may be doing the same thing and playing out, uh, running out the string and running out the clock and that um, the other deadline passes and we won't have an August uh, uh, election on the 60%. Your thoughts? Well, and you're right, because if he can do that, then, or if he's successful, and it, even if it goes on the on the November ballot uh, and is passed, it won't affect the abortion amendment because if that passes as well, it'll it'll pass before the uh, uh, the uh, the sixty percent of uh, change takes place, and so therefore they would have it enshrined into the Constitution, and uh, his mission would be accomplished, as I see it. In fact, that you said that. Now, folks, listen very carefully. I know this is a lot of information, but listen carefully. And by the way, this broadcast will be on our website at ohioca.org. The podcast will be there, Ohio Christian Alliance. Just go to News and Focus Broadcast if you missed any of this or wanted to hear it again to make sure you get all the information. It's there on our website at Ohio Christian Alliance. But, Pastor Al, you brought up something very interesting because 
This might be what they're doing. If if this man, Stevens, the current speaker that was elected by a majority of Democrats, not Republicans, and that's what's insane, folks, because Ohioans voted for Republicans overwhelmingly last November with 67 of the 100 being Republicans, but 22 betrayed us, ran with the Democrats, and it may be all about the abortion issue. We might be, we're being betrayed here. The little ones are being betrayed. And God's going to hold us all accountable. Let me just tell you something. This thing gets the ballot. God's saying, I'm laying before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life that you may live. If this state chooses death over life, well, look out. But right now, Pastor, you bring up a good point. They may be doing a double jeopardy on us by delaying this, making sure that the August ballot doesn't happen, doing the 60%, putting it on the fall ballot at the same time. So not only would they pass the abortion ballot at 50%, they would pass the other one, and then closing the door on us, raising the bar for us to uh, go back and change the Constitution to save life. Your thoughts? Oh, absolutely. And uh, you had put out, I think you had put out a meme or something we had uh, once before talking about the spirit of Herod and this desire to just destroy children. And it's just, it's it's a diabolical plan when you look at it. Uh, but it seems to me that this is what their goal is. They they want to do everything they can to make sure that unborn children in the state of Ohio can be killed uh, all the way up to the time of birth. And, you know, it, it won't stop there. It's going to progress on to uh, after birth, because we've seen the left's already suggested that in other areas. And it's a slippery slope, and, and there's there's a time where God's people got to take a stand, and we got to pray about this, and we got to put feet to our prayers, and and uh, hold our representatives uh, to the fire here on this. So as of this afternoon, we just got word that another person is signing the discharge petition. That takes us to thirty. We need twenty more. You need fifty signatures to go directly to the four for an up or down vote on HDR one, the sixty percent threshold discharge petition, and it's got to get to the floor this week or early next week, call your state representative. All that information is on our website at ohioca.org. Just go to Breaking News, a call to action, HDR1, Safeguarding Ohio's Constitution. There's a a link on there to your state representatives. You can even put your address in where it says click to find your state rep. You click that in there, put your address in there, and it will bring it straight up. Leave them a phone message saying, sign the discharge petition on HDR1, and also uh, send them a little email as well. That goes a long way. Every call and every email helps. Well, listen, State Representative Scott Wiggum is coming up next, and this is a man that was the chairman of that committee, but the, the, the speaker took him off for signing the discharge petition. He disciplined him. He loses money. He loses position. But he told me the other night, he says, Chris, I do it all over again because of the unborn. And I'm asking you folks, what are you willing to do? Pick up the phone, make a call to your state representative. And it doesn't matter if they're Democrat, Republican, you leave them a message saying, sign the discharge petition, also send them an email. And yo, let's get in the fight here and let's stand together so we can win the day. But you know what? Don't let anybody stay at home. It's just like when Israel had the sound of war uh, you were all to call and to assemble because God was saying the armies of Israel need to gather so we can win this battle. Pastor Al, your thoughts real quick. Oh, a- absolutely. And and I had referenced, you know, what uh, 
uh, we saw where Joab said, be of good courage and let us play the men for our people and for the cities of our God. Paul even said that in 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Watch ye stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men, be strong. Quit you didn't mean lay down in your arms and give up. It meant get into the battle and aim stand. Amen. Pastor, looking forward to going to the State House with you tomorrow, and we'll do that. And folks, thanks for listening. Stand by for State Representative Scott Wiggum. Please listen to his testimony and story of what he's going to tell you, more information. You can also visit our website at ohioca.org. Thanks for listening. God bless. Be afraid. Be very afraid. There are those in Washington who want the IRS to take more of your hard-earned money. Are you tired of being the perpetual cash cow for every scheme, unreasonable program, and for all the fraud, waste, and abuse in our system? Well, good news. I can help. George Satari has almost 40 years of experience helping people like you keep more of what you make. It makes no sense that the more you make, the more they take. Let George help you keep your money away from the government bureaucratic waste and in your pocket. Call 216-651-1120 right now and schedule your free consultation today. Instead of a victim, you'll You'll be be the the victor. victor. With many success stories, George helps with tax planning, estate planning, financial and business analysis, and more. The new tax law has many ways to save money with retirement planning, accelerated depreciation, up to 20% exception of net earnings, and so much more. Call 216-651-1120. That's 216-651-1120. You earn it, we'll help you keep it. That's George Satari, CPA, 216-651-1120. I'll never forget that moment. Never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. It started with a phone call. I got the text when I was at work. My first call up ever as a member of the National Guard. This was it. The real deal. When we got to the armory, they briefed us on the wildfires. How they were getting dangerously close to homes. It was amazing to be a part of this massive operation. Helicopters were going up with huge buckets to drop water on the fires. Some of the guys in the unit were preparing for firefighting with local fire crews. We went out in Humvees to help with the evacuations. At that moment, I got my first taste of just how important the Guard is to my community. See how the Guard can be an important part of your life at NationalGuard.com. Discover what it means to be a citizen soldier, to serve locally as well as globally. Look into the benefits including career skills and money for college. Take a moment. Go to NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Ohio National Guard, aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters in this station. The following is a previously aired broadcast. Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. We truly are living in unprecedented times. Today in New York City, we saw a former president, President Donald Trump, uh, be arraigned on charges by a prosecutor out of New York. Uh, And it is, uh, if you excuse the term, trumped up charges. Uh, But it is political weapon from the political left. And, folks, it's game on in the USA. 
And, uh, you know, you can't avoid this one. And we need to be praying for our country. But, uh, folks, we need to stand for the truth, and we need to be bold. The Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. The wicked flee when no man pursueth. And we're bold here at the Ohio Christian Alliance, and we've been doing the Lord's work at the Ohio State House and in Washington, D.C., advocating for uh, your First Amendment rights, your right of worship uh, at the uh, State House and the seats of government, uh, fighting for First Amendment religious liberty issues and pro-life issues over the years, and those advocating for the family and parental rights. Well, all of that is under assault really almost on every front. We're going to talk about the Ohio State House, and we're going to talk to our, our good friend, State Representative Scott Wiggum, who's been on this program before. He serves in the Ohio House District 77 out of Wayne County. And uh, Representative Wiggum has actually been, he's a veteran legislator. He has served on a number of committees. He's been the chairman of a number of committees. And there is uh, breaking news out of the Ohio State House as uh, Speaker Jason Stevens. Now, you remember this, this man was elected by a majority of Democrats uh, back in January, not Republicans. Forty-five Republicans voted for Derek Marin. They did not vote for Jason Stevens. Only 22 renegade uh, Republicans voted for Jason Stevens, and 45 Republicans watched as the Democrats chose the next speaker. Well, there's been trouble ever since and some of that trouble is a committee that was hearing the 60% threshold that a lot of us conservatives want to see happen. We're tired of watching our state constitution be put up for bid every few years with whoever has the most money to come into our state by a ballot initiative by paying for paid circulators to go on our ballot and change our state constitution. We're not talking about passing a simple law. We're talking about actually amending the Ohio Constitution. Well, we can't allow that to happen anymore, and so the 60% threshold uh, needs to be passed. And if they try to do it in lame duck in December, and then again in January, well, we had a committee that was hearing the uh, proceedings, but uh, State Representative Scott Wiggum chairing that committee was removed from the committee just before the Easter break by State, Repre by State Representative Jason Stevens, who is the current speaker. Uh, with us on the phone is State Representative Scott Wiggum. Scott, welcome to the program. Thank you, Chris. Glad to be here. Well, you know, Scott, we're really just getting ready to have some hearings on HJR 1, uh, which will raise the threshold to 60% to pass any constitutional amendment in the state of Ohio. And uh, But basically, we have seen this speaker, Jason Stevens, stall and obfuscate and really deceive the public about his intentions on HJR 1. So a discharge petition was fi filed by a number of your colleagues. You signed that discharge petition. Tell us why. I signed the discharge petition because the discharge uh, petition, if you, if you discharge a resolution, it doesn't go back to the, uh, to the speaker's committee. It goes straight to the floor. And so, and so if we pass this, this is the gamble right now. If this passes out of committee, HGR 1, which protects our Constitution from outside forces, basically takes it up to a 60%. Uh, obviously, you did a, a nice job of talking about why that's so important. It's so important because the Constitution is not the Ohio Revised Code. A Constitution should be your basic inalienable rights given to you by God. They should be protected and not changed on a whim 
because somebody's got $10 million uh, to throw at it. Um, and we can talk about that uh, a little bit more if you'd like. But the bottom line, a discharge petition takes that resolution directly to the floor. We did that because uh, Speaker Jason Stevens stated that he did not want an August election. And when he stated that, he, 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 he killed the bill. He killed the resolution because it can't be on in November. We, he gave it to me. He put it in my committee uh, 15 days after the deadline to get it passed for the May ballot. And so in, in two days, two business days before, um, before we, the, the um, Planned Parenthood supported um, anti-parent pro-abortion on demand um, uh, constitutional language went before the AG. So he gave it to our committee just two business days before that went to the AG. So we knew the conversation was happening. So we started watching that. And then we had to start investigating what we were going to do next with HGR1. So that's basically what a petition discharge does, though, because uh, the speaker can kill if we pass it out of committee, the speaker can kill it in rules and reference committee, because that's where it goes next before it goes to the floor. And he can sit on it and basically wait out the clock again, and that it doesn't make it to an August ballot, and therefore it's a moot point. And folks, we're staring down the barrel of the most radical abortion language constitutional amendment proposal on the November ballot if Planned Parenthood, ACLU, radical abortion interests are successful in putting it on the November ballot. They have until July 5th to collect 412,500 good signatures. They're probably going to shoot for a million. And right now they're working the streets all across the, the uh, state. Uh, they were seen down at the Cincinnati uh, ball game of the Cincinnati Reds last uh, week. In fact, what was discovered at that same time was paid circulators from outside the state of Ohio. Yes, sir and ma'am, they're paying circulators to uh, pass this petition around to get enough signatures. Don't sign that petition. And it's going to come off as language that sounds reasonable. The right to reproductive freedom and with protections for health and safety. <laughs> Folks, nothing could be further from the truth. It might as well be Satan saying to Eve, you will not surely die. And listen, folks, this is a lie. This thing will wipe out every pro-life law we have on the, on the books here in Ohio. It will wipe out our ban on partial birth abortion. It will be abortion to the ninth month of pregnancy with no stops along the way. And, folks, it will take away parental rights. It's a horrible proposal. But you've got to look into the details. We're going to provide you enough information between now and November and we're hoping to derail this group. Last week you heard we had Attorney Kurt Hartman, who filed a mandamus action to the state Supreme Court, challenging the ballots board's action of saying that this language was single subject. It is not. It's multi-subject. It's abortion and it's reproductive uh, issues, and including um, fertility and even transgender uh, issues in this language. He said it's multi-issue. He challenged the uh, the state by the Supreme Court. We'll wait to hear what happens with that case. You can track that at our website at ohioca.org. It's called Mandamus Writ. Uh, you'll see it there as well as the heartbeat law is cor currently before the state Supreme Court, and we're waiting for action on that. Uh, it's been tied up in the courts. It was enacted for about four months, and folks, it was saving babies' lives this last summer after the overturn of Roe v. Wade. Well, the pro-abortion group Radical abortionists, they're moving across the country, and Ohio's their next target. And we're talking to a very good man on the phone, State Representative Scott Wiggum, who's doing everything he can 
to help us safeguard our pro-life laws that we've passed over the last two and a half decades. Representative, I know that uh, you're passionate about this, the discharge petition. You knew what that action could have meant, but quite honestly, the committee that was assigned, let me give the the name of this thing, okay? Constitutional Resolutions Committee, okay? First of all, no such official committee ever existed that I'm aware of in regular practice down at the State House. So this was a straw man to begin with, that this uh, character, I'm going to call him that, Jason Stevens, put together, and all of this is he's working for the Democratic interest. You have to see that. There's no other way. He's working for the majority of his caucus, which is 32 Democrats. It's only 22 Republicans from what I'm hearing. Some of those 22 are beginning to think about shifting back to the other side. They're about to, they're about to come home like the prodigal son or daughter that they are. Uh, your thoughts on that? Well, this is this is the stopping this resolution and um, and changing our constitution to get rid of parental rights uh, for your uh, sons and daughters and to put abortion on demand and everything you just said is on is on the balance and I think that the speaker I think Speaker Stevens is feeling pressure uh, because he had to scapegoat me basically in his letter. Uh, he kind of blamed me for signing a petition um, when it was in my committee. And I just told you the events, but here's what happens. If he, if we miss the August, it's May 10th is when you miss the August deadline. If we miss the August deadline, he, he and he sits on it in rules and reference. What happens is, then as I told you before, pro-life Republicans, we will not vote for it to go on the November ballot. If it goes on the November ballot, what you have is a possibility of pro-abortion on demand, anti-parent rights, uh, constitutional change that that gets voted 50 percent plus one of the population, and then it's protected by a 60 percent threshold. Okay, so if you're going to destroy your constitution, you can't at that point. You've got to reassess how you're going to come back and try to fix this before you before you go on to the to the next thing. So that's the problem that you have. That's why they both can't be on in November. Everyone in Columbus knows that. And so what can happen if this goes into rules and reference and Jason Stevens sits on it so it doesn't have a a, a, a August ballot? It doesn't get the August ballot. What happens is. Then he, then we will not vote for it for November, and he can sit there with that. If people don't have this knowledge, he can sit there and say, "See, it doesn't have the votes." So what I am, what I am saying to Speaker Stevens right now is uh, publicly and outwardly saying that if you if you're not going to, if we can't get this petition uh, uh, moving forward because Jason's holding on to 22 of his members, not allowing them to sign it, if we can't get it moving forward, you have to have some of his 22 members sign it. But if we can't get the petition discharge moving forward, he needs to make a public statement that as soon as it moves out of this committee, that he will put it to the floor on the next available time. And he just needs to make that public statement. Otherwise, everything I'm telling you is exactly true. He's going to sit on it. He's going to wait. And then he's going to say, well, we don't have the votes for November. Well, you, you bet we don't have the votes for November because I told you they both can't be on at the same time. Let me read a statement we said initially when he was uh, elected by 32 Democrats and only 22 Republicans. Without question, Representative Stevens made an agreement with the Democrats to secure the 32 votes. To think otherwise is to be completely naive. 
What conservatives understand is that their agenda is now dead on arrival. Any meaningful pro-life legislation is now dead. Educational choice legislation is now dead. Protecting women's sports legislation is now dead. Protecting our children from the transgender agenda, transgender agenda in public schools is now dead. Any meaningful pro-life, pro-family legislation is dead with Speaker Stevens, who was elected by a majority of Democrats. And folks, it's playing out. Three months later, it's playing out just like that. This man is playing games with our laws in our state and with our politics, and he's parading as a Republican, but quite honestly, he's being ruled by the Democrats. Now, I'm not, a- I'm not asking Representative Scott Wiggum to tell you that, but I'm telling you that as the o- president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. And I've been doing this job for over 20 years, and I've seen a lot of speakers, a lot of Senate presidents and governors, and I'm telling you, we're seeing betrayal at the highest levels. Now, it's game on. Because come the 17th of this month, this is after the Easter break. Right now, Representative, you're at a break right now. Isn't that right? The legislature is on recess during the holiday break. Is that right? Correct. That is correct. And so you come back on the 17th. So, folks, what do we need you to do? We're going to ask you to do an action alert, and we're going to have this on the top of our website. Just go to Ohio Christian Alliance. Just search that, O-C-A, OhioCA.org, or just search Ohio Christian Alliance. It's an action alert. Click on that. Your representative links will come up. Go to your representatives. Urge them to sign the discharge petition on HJR1. All the information will be there. Tell your family and friends to do that. We need to get a lot of calls and emails going in to the legislature between now and the last end of this month. And folks, we're going to win the day uh, because we're going to get it. 50 votes is needed for a discharge petition. Isn't that right, uh, Representative? That is correct. 50 signatures and, is needed. And, and we know we know there's 50 votes uh, for this. Uh, we, we I, I believe strongly that there's 60, even though that we've had, we had two members. Um, of course, that we need to fill two seats that were yes votes also. We still have 60. But the fact of the matter is the people of Ohio deserve a right to know where their members are on this issue. Well, that's absolutely true. And so... Uh, there's big doings, folks, and we're all part of it. And again, on April the 17th, but you need to start calling now. Even though the legislature is recessed, staffers are working the office but the rest of this week and into next week. They'll be taking your calls, your emails. Uh, they will be registered. You can leave a message on the recorder for the representative. Always be polite, uh, but basically say this. I ask you to support the discharge petition on HJR1. Now, this is the resolution that will raise the uh, uh, election amount to 60% for any constitutional amendment in the state of Ohio. We've got to get this on the August ballot, beating the pro-aborts to the November ballot. Now, we're doing all we can to try to trip these folks up so that they can't get on the ballot of this year. But we have to presume that they're going to get on the ballot this year, and we've got to get to the August ballot, a special election in August state. Senator uh, Matt Huffman, the Senate president, said, I'm for it. I've got the vote to my chamber. It's Representative Jason Stevens, who's acting as speaker. He's the one holding it up. And so calls need to flood the state house. We need to stand by uh, representatives like Scott Wiggum, who are really taking it right now on the chin. And I'm, I'm looking at the letter that he wrote in dismissing you from the committee and, you know, Representative, you knew by taking a stand, because you're, you're standing for the unborn, what this would be. 
But this man is playing games with the words that he's putting out in the media. There's no doubt about that. And like you say, February 16th, so let me give everybody the calendar. Back in December, there was a lame duck session. They could have gotten it done then, and it didn't happen. Then comes the um, swearing in of the new members in January, and they had to February 1st to get it on a May ballot. And that's when you knew that Representative Stevens had made some agreement because he made sure that it did not come to a floor for a vote. I had state senators, Representative, grab me in the hall and saying, today's the deadline. What's going to happen? I said, I know we're being betrayed. And they were furious. They said, we passed all these pro-life laws. They're all going to be wiped out by this constitutional amendment uh, with just 51 percent of people voting and being deceived at the ballot box come November if we don't do something. So, you know, you've got a lot of support over there in the Ohio Senate, Representative, and, of course, in the Ohio House. Your thoughts? No, I, I, I think we do. I think we need to get it moving. You know, re- regarding this, this is what News Channel 5 out of Cleveland stated. And I quote, numerous Democratic lawmakers told News 5 that another item on the deal was the eliminate, this is the deal for Jason Stevens, was the elimination of House Joint Resolution 6, which is now House Joint Resolution 1. Uh, the resolution to require 60% supermajority vote uh, for constitutional amendments to succeed. So there, there is, you, this is backed up by the news reports, uh, what you're talking about. Uh, this was all over. And the, and the fact of the matter is, is that uh, it's just got to get passed. We, we have to get this done. Um, Jason Stevens took Speaker's office. He took it January 3rd. And, and then this was brought out about a week later. Um, actually, th- yeah, just one week later. And we had all just almost all of January, at least three weeks in January to get this done. And we did not get started until uh, mid-February. Like I said, right before it wasn't it wasn't put in the uh, committee until right before uh, we watched the signatures or excuse me the ballot language go before the attorney general's office and when that happened we knew that it was a different game okay when it was approved by the attorney general's office just a few days later That's well and th- that exact exactly that is the evidence there by the speaker's motives here is that this committee wasn't formulated in January it was formulated on February 16th, and like I say, two days before the language is presented to the attorney general for review from the pro-abortion group. That means he got insider information that they were ready to submit their language. I mean, you know, I just feel betrayed as an Ohio voter. We voted for Republicans in a big wave of 67 Republicans, only 32 uh, Democrats, and you know, Representative, uh, Ohioans are shocked and stunned, but they're seeing the betrayal of uh, these 22 that joined uh, Jason Stevens with the Democrats. By the way, many of them are being excoriated back in their counties. There's censure motions that are being passed. State Representative Tom Patton of Caga County was rebuked by his own party in Caga County. They basically censured him took away the endorsements, removed him from the Central Committee, and also removed him from the Executive Committee. And basically, they caught him in lies in text messages, telling some constituents I had nothing to do with it. And other text messages proved that he was uh, knew about it and was pushing for Stevens. But he's only one example. Many around the state are being told by their chairman, don't bother running next time. I'm not going to support you. And like one state central committee member in a speech that he gave at the Republican Central Committee in Columbus said, we're either Republicans or we're not. So this betrayal 
uh, is really rocking the party, but it's good men like you and women that are standing with you in the legislature for the reasons of why we elected you, pro-life, pro-family, conservative issues, that you're taking it on the chin by this uh, speaker that was elected by a majority of Democrats. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Um, speaker Stevens has to keep 32 Democrats happy because that is what's keeping him in office. So no matter where he may personally feel on something, he has to keep them happy because as soon as they leave him, he's lost his power. And uh, I think we know that. And we're seeing probably a little bit uh, – it, it's, it's a little – it's far more liberal agenda than I even thought uh, I, I, I even thought would come out of this uh, scenario. So, but, I, but that's the reason why. If they leave him, it's over. We can vacate the, vacate the chair and get another speaker. Well, we're praying for that because that's what Ohioans voted for in large numbers in this last election. They basically voted for three Republicans for the state Supreme Court. Uh, all the statewide offices were Republican. Uh, the majority of Republicans in the Ohio Senate and in the Ohio House. But the betrayal of these 22 Republicans with the 32 Democrats with this Jason Stevens has really opened up a lot of eyes around the state, and people are taking action in their local parties and saying something's got to be done. But the fight's got to be carried out in Columbus, and we need to back them up, folks. And so that's why I'm asking you to go to our website, Ohio Christian Alliance, and go to the action item. You'll see it at the top of the page. and Click on that, contact your representative, and urge them, urge him or her to support and sign the discharge petition on HJR1, raising the level of passage for a constitutional amendment to 60%. All that details will be on our website, and you can either email them or phone them at the number indicated and leave a message to them. Always be polite, respectful, and urge them to support uh, the discharge petition on HJR1, the Constitution uh, Amendment uh, uh, increase. Well, Representative, any other thoughts that you have along these lines? No, I, I thank you for what you're doing. I think it's very important that people go to the website and, and encourage their representatives. I know we have at least 28, as of yesterday, 28 signatures, um, but obviously we need more. Some people are out of town and they should be coming back, but they need to be encouraged by the people that they represent. And so do reach out to your uh, state representative. Make sure they know. God bless you, Representative. Uh... We thank you so much for what you're doing. Representative Scott Wiggum of Ohio's 77th District will be praying for you and uh, will be supporting. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Scott. And again, go to our website at ohioca.org or just search Ohio Christian Alliance and go to the action item at the top of the page. Click on that. It will bring up your uh, representatives. Find your district and contact them by either leaving a message on the phone uh, or by email, urging your representative to support HJR1, uh, the discharge petition on HJR1, which is the constitutional amendment increase of 60% to pass a constitutional amendment in the state of Ohio. Also, you'll see the information there on Ohio's heartbeat law at the state Supreme Court. You can click on that link and follow the court case. That's working its way through the Ohio Supreme Court. And also, the mandamus writ on ballot language, uh, that case is going to be decided here in just the next couple of weeks, so you want to watch that one as well. All that's on our website. And again, the action item, I can't urge you enough to get call and email your state representative 
and urge them to support the discharge petition on HJR1. This is Chris Long with the Ohio Christian Alliance. God bless you and thanks for listening. You have been listening to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. To learn more about the issues that matter most to you and your family, visit online at ohioca.org. That's ohioca.org. Thank you for listening. This program is sponsored by the Ohio Christian Alliance of Akron, Ohio.